This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Are movies getting more violent? And if so, is the movie rating system still effective at helping parents make the right choices for their kids? As a parent, I was very surprised because the amount of gun violence in these movies which target young viewers is more than tripled. That's very troubling for parents who are using the rating system to make choices for their children. Then, a recent study of college graduates reveals a disturbing trend, one that could impact our nation's future. In 1992, 78% said yes. In 2012, only 42% said yes. If it's tough for these folks who have all the opportunity in the world, imagine what it's like for the rest of young America. Those two stories, and much more, are heading your way on this week's edition of InfoTrack. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. Parents often use movie ratings, as in PG, PG PG-13, and R, to decide what movies are appropriate for their youngsters. But a startling new study is raising alarm bells for parents, that those ratings aren't what they used to be. With the story, here's InfoTrack's Roy Mackey. Roy? Thanks, Chris. We're talking with Professor Brad Bushman from Ohio State University, and he recently conducted a study of the content of PG-13 movies and how that compares to years ago. Professor Bushman, welcome to InfoTrack. Thank you. So tell us what you were examining in this study. Well, we wanted to know whether gun violence in PG-13 movies, which target young viewers, has changed over time. And PG-13 movies were actually introduced in 1985, and when they were introduced, they contained about the same amount of gun violence as G and PG-rated movies. But since then, the amount of gun violence in PG-13 movies has more than tripled. By 2005, it was equal to the amount of gun violence in R-rated movies. And from 2012 on, there's significantly more gun violence in PG-13-rated films than in R-rated films. Did these results surprise you? As a parent, I was very surprised because the Motion Picture Association of America's website says that R-rated movies contain more violence than PG-13 movies, and our findings show exactly the opposite. PG-13 movies contain significantly more violence than R-rated movies, and that's very troubling for parents who are using the rating system to make choices for their children. Tell us, from a research standpoint, why we should be concerned about the level of gun violence in today's PG-13 movies. Well, we know that other research has shown, for example, that kids who see movie characters smoking think they're cool and they're more likely to imitate that behavior, more likely to experiment with smoking themselves. Other research has shown that young people who see movie characters drinking alcohol also think that's cool and they're more likely to experiment with alcohol themselves. We don't know, and we're actually designing some research to test this hypothesis, but it's also possible that youth who see movie characters using guns might think that's cool, and they may be more likely to experiment with guns themselves. We know there are like 16 to 19,000 gun accidents every year in America, 
hundreds of these, I think 600 or so, are fatal. So I think it's really important to understand how gun violence influences young viewers. And I should add that I don't take this conversation to be an anti-gun or anti-Second Amendment conversation. All parents, whether they're gun owners or not, are probably concerned about the level of violence that our culture is exposing our children to today. This may not necessarily have been included in your study, but has there been any research into how many parents even pay attention to these ratings? Because you certainly see a lot of five- and six-year-olds and even younger in many of these PG-13 and even R-rated movies. Yeah, that's really a good point. Part of the problem is the rating system in America is very confusing to parents. It's somewhat like alphabet soup in that there are different letters used for different types of media. TV uses different ratings than movies, and video games use different ratings than either TV or movies. There's many, like EC, like many parents don't know, EC stands for early childhood, and FD stands for fantasy violence, and GV stands for graphic violence, and R stands for restricted in movies, but in TV, it's TVMA for mature audiences, So it's very confusing for parents, and other countries are not like that. I'm also a professor at the Freie Universität in Amsterdam, and in Europe they have universal rating systems. The same ratings are present on movies, on TV programs, and in video games. They're very easy to understand. The ratings are assigned not by the industry. They're assigned by a professional panel that's guided by developmental psychologists who know the effects of these ratings on children. And the ratings have an age-based rating, like 10 plus for kids 10 and older, or 16 plus. So I think the rating system in America has a lot of flaws. Our guest on InfoTrack is Professor Brad Bushman from Ohio State University, and he is the co-author of a recent study entitled Gun Violence Trends in Movies that examined the amount of violence in PG-13 movies compared to the way they were a few years ago. Do you place these violent video games in the same danger category as these films? It's difficult to tell, but there's good theoretical reasons to believe that they're more harmful because... Watching a TV program or a film is a passive activity, whereas playing a video game is much more active. People learn much better when they're actively involved. Think about if you want to learn how to fly a plane, what's the best way to learn how? You know, read a book about it, watch a TV program about it, or do a video game flight simulator. We know also that when we watch movies, maybe we identify with the violent characters, maybe we don't. But in video games, you have no choice. You're physically linked with the violent character and if it's a first person shooter game you have the same visual perspective as the killer and lots of research has shown that people are more likely to behave aggressively when they identify with the characters and a third important difference is there's no explicit reward for watching a tv program or a movie nobody gives you money or whatever or points if you watch. But in video games, you're directly rewarded for behaving in a violent and aggressive way. You accumulate points, and if you get enough points, you get to go to the next level of the game. So we know that people are much more likely to repeat behavior that's been praised before. Professor Bushman, what advice can you offer to parents who maybe are under pressure from their 9 or 10-year-old to see the latest superhero movie? Violent media are not good for children. There's lots of research showing that violent media make kids more aggressive and also make them numb 
to the pain and suffering of others. Of course, there are many risk factors for aggression, and violent media is not the only risk factor, but it's the least one we can do something about. You know, other risk factors for aggression and violence are very difficult to change, like poverty. How do you change that? Or being a male is a risk factor for violence. Well, that's not so easy to change either. Somebody who has a low IQ, they're more at risk for behaving in an aggressive or violent way. But that's not easy to change either, as are other risk factors like drug and alcohol addiction and bad parenting, things like that are very difficult to change. But exposure to violent media is one of the few things that we can change. And some things parents can do about it, all TV sets produced, I think, since 1992, allow users to block content that's violent or sexual or contains profanity. You can block whatever you want. Of course, on computers, you can install software that blocks objectionable content. No child should have a screen in their own bedroom like a TV set. They should be in public locations in the home. We have three children. They're all teenagers, and they have iPads and If they use those in their room, they have to keep their door open, and when they go to bed at night, they bring us their iPads. The American Academy of Pediatrics recommends for children under 2, no media, no screen time, and for children 2 to 17, no more than 2 hours of screen time a day. So those are some recommendations that parents can use. Would it be a correct assumption that the top grossing movies, say the top 10 of the past several years, generally fit in this category you're describing? Absolutely, yeah. PG-13 movies draw much larger audiences than R-rated movies do. So pretty much Hollywood is going to keep making these because they make money. We go see them. Yeah, I'm afraid so. Professor Brad Bushman from Ohio State University, the co-author of a study called Gun Violence Trends in Movies. Is there a place online where people can read more about this? Just Google Brad Bushman and get on my webpage. They can find this research. Well, thank you very much for joining us on InfoTrack. Sure. My pleasure. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. Next, what's gotten into college grads these days? The results of an eye-opening study. Coming up. Don't go away. InfoTrack will be back right after this. 